Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Meta Minds podcast, where we're all about relentless self development and consciousness optimization. On today's episode, we have aim. Oh, wait, you're already here. But today, we're doing limiting beliefs and social conventions, mate. A very interesting topic. We've grouped them together because they're similar. We're going to do separate podcasts, but we believe that they're actually quite similar things. So we're going to cover yep. them in the one. Uh, and so I suppose let's, let's dive right off. into it. Let's. Uh, Leave no no moments for not being meta and uh, <laughs> dive into it. Dive into it. What so what are, are limiting beliefs? <laughs> Interesting. Take okay. it over, Dan. So limiting beliefs, my understanding of limiting beliefs, are beliefs that have been constructed by maybe other people in your life or even just yourself, but you've created this belief that is limiting in the fact that you can't change or move around it. It's, it's set. It's like a, a factual thing in your mind. So in that way, it... Like you said before the podcast, it could literally be anything. Like anything could be a limiting belief, even if it's positive or negative. Uh, that's kind of my understanding. Do you have anything that you would look? That's add pretty to much that? it. Yeah. So limiting beliefs. It's like, and more often than not, we're obviously going to use it in the context of progressing your life further, whether it's in fitness or relationships or anything. Basically, yeah. you have beliefs, and they end up actually cutting you off from the potential outcomes that can be more positive. Mm. So the forty-hour work week is a very common one. It's like, oh, but. I got this degree and now I'm in this job, you know, and this is a common one that everyone knows is a social convention or limiting yep. belief, um, but they don't necessarily kind of think that, that it is a limiting belief and it is in fact actually capping the limit of where they can go and you can yep. burst through that cap like a rocket ship if you That's want exactly to. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> um, Beautiful metaphor. Very visual <laughs> metaphor there. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's and I guess the main point that, that we really want to get across is that something that we found in our lives is that social conventions and limiting beliefs are in everything, mm. you know? And yeah, especially social conventions. So like, yeah. I suppose let's dive a bit more into that and how they're different to limiting limit beliefs, beliefs because yeah. beliefs is something that you have yeah. about your environment or your situation, but a social convention can be... It could be a norm that was created by someone in terms of maybe uh, you have to get married or you have to move out and you know, rent somewhere. I'm never moving out. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or you have to go to uni or you have to finish school, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, these social conventions are normally a norm that was created maybe unconsciously, sometimes consciously, yeah. um, by the mass. So it's seen as something that is expected almost because a mass populace believes one thing. So that means that it's a social convention that, you know, people can get trapped in and go, oh, well, because the mass do it, I'm going to be a sheep and follow them or whatever. And the, the hardest part is because more often than not, you know, I find myself having different uh, life ideas and, and taking different actions to the masses as such yeah. uh, that I find myself being challenged by social conventions often. Mm. And you, even it can even be a look by a person where like, they're like, oh, you're doing that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, I'm doing this because I've realized all these things and this is why I'm on this path and this is why I'm doing this thing this is why I believe this thing. Yeah. But just that look that person gives you or someone goes, what are you doing there? Mm. That makes you re-question all these things you've gone through to get to this point where you're doing this thing, mm. whatever it may be, following your dreams is a you know, is a common one, you yeah. know, music production, for example, is myself, mm -hmm. get a lot of people being like, that's, you know, that's never going to work out. Yeah. And I'm like, stuff you, if, you know, it doesn't matter if it's going to work out or not. I'm doing it because I enjoy it and all these different things. Mm. But the fact is that thing that that person said still stays in your mind, especially yeah. if it's a negative thing and it will stay in your mind for way longer yeah, yeah. than anything else. For sure. Yeah. And I guess um, my understanding is the people that will say those kind of things as well, they've already 
like created a groove in their mind where limiting beliefs are the forefront or the thing that you go to immediately. So that example of music um, where people go, oh, well, you're never going to make it, or you're not going to do that, or why would you bother, or same with like the YouTube thing, like there's too many people out there, you're never going to make a dent, or you're never going to do this. Uh, those people are probably frightened of doing it themselves, most likely, and that's why they have those limiting beliefs. Um, and you don't necessarily, I mean, sometimes they do want to bring you down, but sometimes yeah. they don't want to bring you down. They're just no. scared to try things for themselves. That's and it. Yeah. So they express it in that way and it happens to bring you down a whole lot because you're yeah. like, but this person said this. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. What is that person like, you know, what do they know? Their and, life and, and that's whatever, it. You know? That's it. And one thing I always think is these people who, you know, whoever they are that, that say these things about you or about other people, we don't know that the childhood that they had and the communication that they had with their family or their friends growing up. So to them, they could see it as just a, a gentle challenge, maybe. You know, we don't know their perception. And that's something I always think. If I go into my mind and I go, oh, that person said that thing. Like, there's got to be some truth to that. Like, why, why should I keep trying? But then I think to myself, well, there are many factors behind their behavior and behind their reaction and their response um, that have guided them to say that thing. And it's not really my business why that is. And it's my responsibility to react to that in whatever way I want. And I can react positively or negatively. So I always just try to think there's more to the situation or there's more to it. That's why I try not to let it hit me in the heart. Yeah. And your perception in this moment, and I'm sure we've discussed this on the podcast before, is completely different to my perception in this moment. Yes. Even though we have shared values and shared thoughts or whatever, and we mm -hmm. express those to each other, you could see everything purple because you're an alien or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? That's, that's a it. silly example. Yeah. But it's the truth in that, like, your, your your experience has led you to this moment and your experience is entirely different to mine. Yeah. Which means your perception is entirely different to mine, which means you saying something to me, well, I think it could have merit or vice versa. Hmm. It could actually just be the way you perceive things from your experience. That's it, yeah. That's so a little it, bit meta, but... Like, it is, but I guess that kind of leads into the point that you just take everything with a grain of salt. You yeah. know, whatever anyone says. And the same with the, your own mind. Like, your mind is is trained to just bring thoughts in. So take that with a grain of salt. Like, don't put so much value on every single thought that comes in because, again, you like, limiting beliefs don't have to be created by anyone. You could be in your own vacuum and you created them yourself based on media or based on your childhood or anything, like a book you're reading. Literally, you, your beliefs can change, and I think they're malleable enough that you can guide them and have some sort of control over these beliefs and thoughts. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I, I suppose what, what you're talking about there a little bit is mindfulness as well. You yes, know, definitely. Being yeah. aware of your thoughts kind of thing and how they affect your reality and your perception kind of thing, yeah. which in turn, if you're not aware of those things, and this is partly why we're talking about this topic because it's so important is that everything is limiting belief. Everything is a social convention and yeah. they both are broken down into small little thoughts mm. that make up these limiting beliefs. Cause you have a thought, and if you're not mindful, then that thought will just take control from your mm. ego and become a belief. Yeah. And before you even know it, you're like, oh, no, I could never do that thing. It's mm. like, why do you think that? Yeah. Well, I guess I just had a thought one day and it progressed into this thing. But you mm. don't know why you think that. Yeah. You, know, you have make up some reason why this, why this is a thing that you can't do that thing. Yeah. But perhaps... that's interesting. Yeah. See, one thing I did a little while ago was... I started thinking about my own like core beliefs, and this is, I guess, something that people could do, but I, I thought about my core beliefs and I thought about who defined those beliefs within me, whether it was a social norm or whether it was a convention or whatever it is, um, and I tried to figure out whether those core beliefs are actually something that I've constructed and something I'm happy with, and then from there, I guess, yeah, I've just kind of come to the, the understanding that like 
you know, being respectful to people is one of my like real big beliefs where you like treat people with respect regardless of what situation they're in. Um, Obviously only on the podcast because you're extremely <laughs> mean to me off air. Yeah. That's all, it's all fake. It's all <laughs> fake. No, but there's, yeah, there's a few different things. And I guess it's um, something that was helpful for me, breaking down my core beliefs and where they came from. And a lot of people, you know, like, for example, people that go into your counseling sessions, like a lot of people haven't even had the... Not not self awareness, you know, because mm. who's who's gonna come up with that by themselves? But not yeah. not no one has actually been through that exercise where they're like, mm. what is it that I actually believe? That's it. And then like on top of that, what are the next values that are more important to me? And mm. therefore, what action should I take in my life? Yeah, a little bit off topic, but extremely important, and I think still yep. relative, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry, relevant. That's what I meant. Um, so yeah, I suppose we've been over like why they're important as like a bit yeah. more on the positives and negatives, I suppose, and that yeah, like the positives of like we've been over some of the negatives in that they can shape your life in a completely negative way and stop you from doing so many different things mm. and social conventions as well. Like the the thing with social conventions is that a lot of them are invisible, mm. you know. So a lot of them are just there and we don't even know that they're there and we don't question them. They just are the way they are. And yep. until you think completely outside the box and look at it from like this angle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you realize, oh, that's a thing that's been put into place that is just a belief that just flows, whether it's by everyone or by myself. And mm. I'm just I'm working into this system basically without thinking about the system and coming up with my own beliefs on it. Yeah. Again, a little bit of a tangent, but that's part of the negatives of social conventions is that they're not really this prominent kind of thing. Mm, mm. But the positives of limiting beliefs is sometimes they actually stop you from doing really stupid things yeah uh, and same with social conventions as well you know yeah. some of them as we said have just happened they just happen to be there yeah. but a lot of them have been put into place by systems and by actually intelligent people mm -hmm. like road rules for example yeah you know i could just be driving like this red lights are just a social convention mm -hmm. i just crash <laughs> into someone and die you you go. Yeah, yeah yeah and yes it is just a social convention so is money actually exactly right 100 and while it's a great idea it's a great social convention it's being abused very incorrectly that's yep. a whole other podcast that's there. exactly right but Ah, uh, yeah, and, like, and that's interesting because on the turn, like on the point of money, that social convention is a, that, that's a really good example because it's something that we can tangibly see, right? Uh, the materials are very cheap, but we as human beings have assigned a value to it, right? And we've yeah. assigned so much value to money. Um, and I guess it's the exact same thing with limiting beliefs. If you have these beliefs, if you know, if people were constantly constantly uh, berating you with like you know, you're this way, you're this way, you shouldn't do that, then it's going to become, you're going to put place value on that because people are constantly saying that. So it literally, like you said prior to that, it's it's trying to be aware of these situations and all of these little, like, tiny little mechanics within society and tiny little conventions. Yeah, because money is a fascinating one. Like, yeah. we went from trade and we went from people having a value that they could trade this with this, and then it got to the point where it's like, well, let's scale it to money so everyone can obtain it, and then you can then play with money. But we've assigned that value. Money yeah. literally has no value at all. It's the same with a lot of things. I mean, clothes yeah. we've assigned. Yeah, well, there you go, yeah. But anyway, assigning value, again, that's a different topic. Different topic, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. These are all limiting beliefs. And also another thing on that is that a lot of the time, as you mentioned, like, Sometimes you just hear something a couple of times, like someone's mm. like, you know what, you should probably get into sales. Yeah. I think you'd be good at sales. And you hear that one time and you might just brush it off in that moment, yeah. but it might actually stick in your subconscious for a little bit longer. Yeah. And then maybe that person or another person, you hear it a couple of different times and you're like, oh, I guess I should get into sales because I've heard that three or four times. Yeah. And that's a totally natural thing to happen. Yeah. But you need to like step back and actually question that and go, whoa, like where did I actually get this mm. idea from? That's and it. more often than not, 
It can be like your parents or people that you respect a lot, basically, mm-hmm. that have just said things to you where you're like, oh, well, I got, I've heard this a couple of times. I guess I'll go and do this. Yeah, and it must be true. Yeah. You know, I've done it a million times, yeah, basically. Yeah. And until you get into that situation, you're like, I never wanted to do this. Yeah, that's How it, did man. I get into this situation? Well, I actually have a really good example. That's why <laughs> yeah. I just smiled before. Because when I originally was going through school and when we um, moved here from England, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And originally I thought I wanted to get into the police force, right? And the funny thing was when I mentioned I wanted to get into the police force, everyone around me, the family and friends, would say, I could see you working in the police oh, force. Oh, really? And then it created my idea of like, oh, well, this is clearly something I should do. Everyone getting put as a positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, ha, ha, ha. But then when I started breaking it down and thinking about the job and I was thinking about like the monotony and thinking about things I probably wouldn't be happy with, the pay grade, what I'd be doing, the impact on people, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this doesn't gel with me. And then I went to IT and then I got the same response. Yeah, yeah, you'd be great you'd in be IT. Great, you're do-. And then it was me again assessing it and going, no, I think I want to work with people. And then counselling was like, yeah, this is 100% what I want to do now. So, so they're limiting beliefs that got conditioned into you mm. unintentionally, but ended up being negative, but I suppose positive because yeah. you've learned and grown from those situations. Yeah. But if you had come about and like destroy those limiting beliefs and come up with your own beliefs early on, which mm. is very hard and almost impossible for a young adult to, yeah. to do that by themselves, um, then potentially you could be closer to your lifetime goals now. You know mm. what I mean? And mm. wouldn't have had to dabble in these other little things, which... Yeah. Ended up being necessary anyway, and this is how That's life kind of goes. But yeah, for sure. So we, yeah, I think we've. But yeah, so the positives, like we we started on that, and then we got went yeah, we got sidetracked. Yeah, but um. But that's okay. Yeah, the positives of them, for example, road rules are that are very good because you know roll sometimes just stuck at red lights for a very long time. Yeah, maybe that just means that everyone can go around, and mm. you know what I mean. And oh, people under eighteen probably shouldn't drink. You know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a law by society. Yeah, but in terms of like their brain development, yeah, it's like it makes there's sense. science behind it. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know what? That's a pretty good. It idea. makes sense. It's yeah. a social convention, it's and while it's written in the law book to say yeah. you physically aren't allowed to do it, basically we are agreeing to it. Yeah. By being in a society. And we can disobey those things if we make that choice. Not that we would. No. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. but it, it is a positive social convention that's put into place. That's and that's, exactly right. that's, I suppose. It's almost like an educated convention where it's something that research and big, you know, influential people within that area have focused on and created something. Like science, I guess. Uh, I've been listening to a few books or audio books on, on science and the development of science and how they need funding from certain government bodies and certain like grants and whatnot. And it's us as the people and, and these bigger hierarchies that believe in science. That's how it's propelled so far. Because if we didn't believe in science in the early days, then we wouldn't have invested money in it and we wouldn't have made these advancements. So, you know, in the next 10 years, so for example, if they just took all money out of science and out of development <laughs> and research and development, it's like, I, I guess, yeah, we wouldn't really be progressing. So I guess that's not really relevant, but it's just interesting. No, but again, social conventions, you know, yeah. and everything is a social convention or a limiting belief. And I suppose yeah. this is partly why we're, again, talking about this topic. So for sure, yep. how can we recognize limiting beliefs and social conventions in our own life? I think we've we've kind of touched on, kind of touched on that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. do you have anything, anything else to um, add on to that? And how can we recognize them? Okay, so one thing I would say, this is like something that works for me. Um, but if you sit down and you, you break down your beliefs. Or break it down. S- break it down, break it down. <laughs> if you break them down and and you, you as you say them to yourself or as you write them down, recognize your body. Recognize that there's any sort of discomfort in your body or in your mind as you write them down and as you try to internalize them and externalize them. 
So if, say, for example, if respect is a big thing for me or collaboration is a big thing or creativity or whatever, as I write them down, if they don't make my... Because you will notice your body will react. If you if you write something down, you'll probably have to do it over a bit of time. But if you know your family have conditioned that into you, but it's not your core belief, if you write that down and then break it down, your body will kind of go, oh, well, that's you know not how I agree. And then your mind, as you start processing it, will go... Oh, that doesn't really fit right with me. I don't feel 100%. So I guess what I'm trying to say is try to be emotionally aware uh, and cognitively aware of the process of beliefs and social conventions. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, just write it down and try to break down the values assigned to them and who defined those beliefs within you, really. So what I got out of that was... Um Listen to your chakras and read your horoscope, your star sign. Is that what you were kind of saying there? Or? Close, <laughs> close. Um, yeah, so one thing that I wanted to, to touch on, and it's more of a broad kind of thing, I think, is just keeping it at the forefront of your mind. And mm. it's very hard to do because it's it's part of, that's a part of the mindfulness practice. But just understanding and trying to actually recognize where things are limiting beliefs or social conventions, whether it's in yourself or in other people. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm not saying analyze and berate other people's problems, but it is much easier to see other people's problems. You know mm. what I mean? It's good to have friends that can kind of tell each other when they need to step their game up in different areas kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, for example, even if it's just a person you've never, never met before and see someone smoking on the side of the street or whatever and it's like, that's a limiting belief that they think that that's cool or wh whatever reason they're doing that for. That's a judgment that, that you make. Mm. But they're limiting themselves by not understanding that smoking can, like, kill you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's just one. Yeah. Or I guess yeah, the yeah. mind is that powerful that, like, the cravings kick in and your mind justifies. Because I'm sure a lot of smokers would have, they would know the effects of smoking. Yeah. Like it's oh, so well, that's actually, that's a social convention, not a limiting belief. Because yeah, yeah, the social yeah, true, convention true. is smoking's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that does And now it's that does changed exist. a bit in Australia where they're like it really has. clamping down on it and like really trying to ostracize smokers as such, which again is based on research and, and what they've seen. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, I suppose like just keeping in mind that, that, you know, everything that you do is based on a belief and more often than not, but that belief is limiting in some way, whether yeah. it's in a positive way or yeah. in a negative way. You yeah. know, it's like tonight I'm going to have three three beers, and that's a belief you're believing that you're going to limit yourself to only have three beers, mm -hmm. and that's probably a positive, uh, you know, thing to do, depending yeah. on the, the circumstances yeah, and everything yeah. like that. Um, but then the other thing is social conventions. It's like, oh, it's only 9 p.m. in the club. I don't know why I'm doing this club reference, but let's go let's <laughs> dive into it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's only 9 p.m. in the club. The social convention is uh, no one's really dancing then, but that's a social convention. Yeah. And while, you know, it may not be cool to dance then, you've already had three beers, right? Yeah, you're ready. So <laughs> you can jump up on the dance floor and dance. Yeah. And while you may, might feel judged or whatever, the fact is that's a social convention and you're going against that social convention. Yeah. And if you can not think about, not uh, take into account that, you know, other people judging you, then you can overcome any basically that's social it. convention there that's is, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. So That's it. And also, like, the whole assigning of uh, positive and negative that can be helpful because it's a label, but at the same time, you could. <laughs> the funny thing is, you could then be limiting your belief by putting a label on it. So if you say it's a positive belief, that could then be limiting that thought even more when you're not thinking it's neutral or thinking that you can go through it in a different angle. So what I'm trying to get to is that I believe that the mind is is powerful enough, and and us as as human beings with with consciousness and being aware we can shift that. So if you see it as a negative thing and you break it down and go, that was negative on my life, you can then shift the focus and try to see from another angle maybe or see from another person or even just see from in yourself how you've grown, which we spoke about before the podcast, 
because um, with a lot of devastating situations or even just negative, even small, how big, it doesn't matter how, if they're small or big negative situations, you can twist it and see the positive in it. Um, and again, you could twist it again and see the negative in it if the positive was constructed by maybe someone in your family of like, well, you need to do that because there's good money in IT. You should do that. But then you could go, oh, well, but that doesn't sit right with me. So that's a negative in my mind now. So I can shift it to a positive of, well, maybe I'll just make a YouTube channel and focus on that for my IT. This is a Dan example. Obviously. Yeah, very Dan. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm. Can you give us the the ski example? I think that's a very good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the the whole idea of uh, thoughts. So like when when thoughts enter your mind, you you assign a value to them, or you you know you whatever positive they or negative, and they shape your reality, right? So in terms of a metaphor. If there's a snowy topped mountain and you've got sleds that are going down the mountain, they're creating grooves and they're creating paths in that mountain. And over time, your neural networks will prune away and they'll start creating meaning and they'll start assigning to certain things as truth or fact, right? Because over repetition, you're, you're, we're habitual creatures. We go, okay, well, that must be fact then because it keeps happening. But you can tr change your thoughts through like mindfulness or many other activities to create a snowy path again. So you have to change your path or even instead of following that path, you can take a path on the other side of the mountain, which could potentially could be a different thought that you're following or a different belief that you're following. And that might uncover something that really clicks with you instead of following. The but norm. it turns out the path on the other side of the mountain is actually <laughs> off piste. And your insurance doesn't cover that. Oh, and no. And so you're there alone and your leg breaks and yeah. you're, you're calling out for help, but no one hears you. And you die alone on that side of the mountain for yeah. after three days of struggling. But was it worth it? <laughs> well, look, Can you, find you took a new path, you know. Well, there you go. It was, it was a, a limiting belief and you went outside of that limiting belief. Yeah. I suppose that's just an example of how limiting beliefs can also... Be, I mean, breaking out of limiting beliefs can be negative. So it's just, a, yeah. I just saw a, a joke and I thought I wanted to make it, whether it was funny or not. <laughs> okay, know. I don't care. It's okay. All right, so now we're going to dive into a few examples of limiting beliefs and social conventions, and yeah. I have a big one, okay. and it's a very obvious one to make. And like, well, I've had a lot of mental uh, limiting beliefs based on entrepreneurship or who I am as a person and these kinds of things. Mm. The one that, that seems most prominent for myself is the gym, right? Mm. And so I've been going to the gym for four or five years now. The first three years, I like just had no idea what I was doing. You know, you go into it, so you figure it out, basically. Yeah. But pretty much every year, I've had a breakthrough where I thought that this was my limit, you know, this mm -hmm. is my limit. And this is, again, like a good physical example because I'm like, no, I can go in and I know that I can only do X amount of reps on X amount of weight and then I finish and I'm I'm, I'm tired after that. And mm -hmm. that, that was my belief. Yeah. It wasn't until one day where, I don't know, maybe I had a couple of extra coffees that day or I was a little bit angry that day and I was listening to like pumped up music or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> And then I like do five more reps on a higher weight. And I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. I just I'll broke out of that through, limiting yeah. belief that, you know, that was just something that I believe that was actually wrong. Yeah. And th like I've found, yeah, pretty much every year I've had breakthroughs in the gym mm. where I've gone harder one day or just thought, you know what, maybe I can do a little bit more. Mm. Obviously be very safe and responsible. You can yeah. severely hurt yourself in the gym, but, uh, and it's taking me to that next level. And then mm. all of a sudden my new set for that limiting belief is here as yeah. opposed to being here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, of course. Well, now I can go up to here. Mm. And it isn't until I kind of like do that for a few times. And then I'm, and then I'm like, well, what's next? Yeah. You know? But then it's like, oh, but I know that I can only kind of go up to here. So I've recently started, been, like, started doing bike rides kind of thing before my gym sessions. Mm. 
Started off on 2Ks. After 2Ks, got off the bike. I was like, stuff this. It sucks, basically. Yep. Then went up to 5Ks. And I'd like, I can do 5Ks every single day, and that's fine, you know? Yep. But then I've been pushing to 10Ks. And now when I get off the bike at 10Ks, like I've only been doing it for like two months or whatever, huh. I'm like, that's totally easy. You know, it's improved my right. life exponentially, but it was a limiting belief. You know yes. what I mean? And that's just yep. one example. And that's thing. a good example because so. your your muscles will get to a point where they, where they stop or where, you know, you've broken the fiber down and... From my understanding, it's when you break past that and when you do break the fiber that it then uh, rebuilds stronger again. So if you keep uh, pushing and keep increasing your weight, you will keep growing as a, as a human being. Um, but it's interesting because I, I do remember those transitions for you when you were like, you know, working from like doing your workouts from home. And then you started going to a gym, I believe. Yeah. And then you noticed a bit of change there and then you did a bit more research and then like it just kept building up. And I guess that means that there's never really a peak. No. Unless you're like physically exhausted to the point you can't move. But yeah, it's interesting because it is something that physically your, your body may be giving up, but it's your mind that needs to potentially push through and go, no, I can push an extra two reps. Instead of doing 10, I'm going to do 12 every single time, you know, and those two extra reps of every workout over a week is going to increase you in a, in a real minimal way. But then if you keep doing that, you're just going to keep improving and growing. So reps are thoughts here, guys, you can, yes. you can have better thoughts you can and, have better and, and thoughts. push through these beliefs, these yeah. limited beliefs. <laughs> I suppose this comes back to, I believe it was episode two, maybe three perception yeah. is reality. You know yes. what I mean? You perceive that this is the limit Damn, we've just redone that episode, haven't we? <laughs> no, no. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, you believe this this thing and because you, you perceive this to be your reality, but actually your reality could be this thing or this mm. thing. Visual examples on YouTube if you're just listening, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing is money. Like mm. I find like just talking to people on a day-to-day basis and also with myself, I was, you know, I was in sales for a while and that was like that was one of them where it's like you believe you're going to earn X amount this month or or whatever it is, or you believe you're going to probably earn about this much in your lifetime. Mm. You know, not lifetime, but I mean like per year. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe you'll end up in like a 60K per year job and yeah. then maybe you'll get this house and maybe this. Yeah. You, this is just your potential thinking of what maybe your future might look like. Right. And these are all limiting beliefs again, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had months where I've just blown that completely out of proportion and mm. earned more than I could even dream of. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm. You know, and it's like, how is this different to last month? It's like, it was just my perception, basically. Yeah. I thought differently about it, basically. Yeah. Which is very hard to keep up. Definitely, yeah. Do you have any examples of your own? We've got a couple minutes to close it out. Um, um, Oh, tricky. I should have been thinking about it a bit more. Yeah. I've got a few that are kind of swirling around. The gyms are really good. Swirling, boys. Swirling. swirling. I guess I'll just do the business thing because that's what's been happening recently in my mind. Um, So I was at a point where I felt, and this was actually pretty recent, like the last couple of months, I felt like I was at a point where I was outputting a fair bit of content. I was learning. I was trying to grow. And I found myself just kind of gradually going through the motions. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, if I keep this up, this will be fine you know like that's the kind of momentum i'll keep at and and things will keep growing but then i noticed that the same thing that i was doing it was working and then it was not working as well so i had to go back to the drawing board and think about uh, what kind of content i can make on the channel uh, what kind of posts i can you know put out to the world and how i can create more of a brand and at that point that's when i really started um, learning a lot through audiobooks and just researching a lot about entrepreneurship and, and researching a lot about 
growth as a person and high performing people. And that kind of just shifted my mind to think I'm not putting in enough, even though I thought I was putting in enough. I need to put in more if I want that outcome. Like I'm, I'm in my mind thinking I want to get to this point, but I'm only putting out this much. So I need to like level the playing field by putting in more time into these certain areas. And I just, yeah, I got to a point where I, now I'm like, I can't stop working when I'm not either working or at uni. I'm constantly like thinking about the business or trying to grow it or do something, which is good. Like it's always consumed me, but it's um, at a point where I'm just like, I'm enjoying this grind. It's It doesn't, I don't feel uncomfortable working all the time. Like I feel like, I can reward myself with a bit of a break, but then, yeah, like I feel like I'm working better than I have before, which I think has contributed to a lot of these things. I suppose the huge piece of gold that I just got out of that, and I'm surprised we haven't actually touched on this before, is that your beliefs are made up of the content that you consume, basically. Mm. So if you if you branch out from that and consume audiobooks or different kinds of positive content, mm. then a lot of the time, and in fact, every audiobook I've listened to, it's changed my belief and my perception based Definitely. on scientific data or whatever the book's about. Mm. So yeah, consume it, like the content you consume can absolutely change your limiting beliefs. Yeah, Listen to Gary Vee, listen to a lot of these people, you know what I yep. mean? Because they are talking the truth and they have the ability to change your mind. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode of MetaMinds. It goes quick every single time, it does. doesn't it? And so yeah. this is limiting beliefs and social conventions. Yep. If you have any that you have uh, gone through or, you know, if this is relevant to you, like we would love to hear from Definitely. you. Yep. Um, you can DM us on Instagram. We're very active there. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, drop us a comment on YouTube uh, and don't forget to rate our podcast. That would be awesome. Yes. It's super, super handy. So if you're on an iPhone or even an Android Yep. Just jump in, tap five stars, and give us a quick review, even if you say that uh, Eamon looks a little bit dumb. That would be fine. That would be fine. So, thanks, guys. We'll cool. see you on the next episode.